Hello, and welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you are on 1350 AM up on the East Coast, or maybe you're listening on the Veritas app, perhaps you're watching on YouTube, or you're listening on a podcast app afterwards, which is fantastic. I'm excited you're here because I'm about to share something huge. All right, it's not that big, but it is it is humiliating. And, and because Taylor Schroll is now my in-studio producer, it will seem huge because he loves anything that makes my life humiliating, okay? So we are recording this. We pre-record the show, and we're recording in November. And this brought up some PTSD for me, and I want to tell you why. There's a national thing called NaNoWriMo? NaNoWriMo? I don't know how to say it. <laughs> It's the national <laughs> Taylor doesn't know either. It's the national writing situation. I, that's not what it's called, but it's called something like that. But it really is like nano rhino something. And here's it's national writing month. And so that's what it is. Um, it's like whatever. So national writing month is, is all the month of November, November 1st through November 30th. Okay. It has been going on for years in this country, years in the United States. And I remember when I first found out about it, it was from a girlfriend of mine who at one point will actually be a part of this show. Her name is Sue Serretta. She's a huge voiceover actress, lives in Montreal, went to school at Carnegie Mellon, one of my favorite people ever. Sue was writing about, hey, I'm going to do National Writing Month, Nano Rhino, whatever <laughs> you say it. Listen, it's not pronounced this word month, okay? I don't know what it is. And so what she said was, it's really easy. You sign up and you are supposed to write like 2,000 words a day, starting November 1st, ending November 30th. So what is 30 times two? 60. So you end up with 60,000 words, okay? So it's, it's like what you would get for like a book, you know? Like you end up with a book. In one month, you commit to writing every single day. And she's like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna write a book. And I was like, this is years ago. Kana wasn't even born. She's 11. So let's say this was 12 years ago. Let's just go with that. I don't know the math on that. This is 2021, whatever that is. So 12 years ago, <laughs> I was young. Um, I say, great, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for nano, 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 nano. I'm going to sign up for it. That's from work and Mindy. <laughs> and I'm going to write every day. Here's where it gets funny. I do this. I start by writing 2000 words a day. Now I've got a little guy. Zach was little ish. And I was like, this is hard, but I'm making a dedication to my craft. Okay. I am very serious about this. And so I did it. I get one weekend. So we're talking about, what is that? Two times seven, right? Is that, okay, 14,000 words. I probably had about 14. I probably had about 12. I probably had somewhere in the range. All right, let's say 10. 10,000 to 14,000 words. And I was so proud of my work. I was like, you guys, I am basically... I'm an author. Like I am, I am Stephen King. I am Agatha Christie. I am Tolkien. Like name anyone famous. This is my time. I'm going to take the country by storm. Now there is a contest. Like you're supposed to submit your book at the end. And I sent out my manuscript. That's, that's a loose term after one week of writing it. And I'm serious. You should see the email that I sent with it. Cause I was like, dear family and friends, this is a game changer. Like this is, I can't even get through this because it's so humiliating. This is the new great American novel. I am Harper Lee. You can now address me as Harper. Like I was so ridiculous and I go on and on and I'm like, so I need your feedback. I know that you're going to have amazing things to say about it. <laughs> I can't even get through the story. Oh, uh, we've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I send it, I send it with well wishes. Like it was, it was like ridiculous and, and more like you're welcome. I've, I've already made your, your, gra your gratitude for November. So gratitudous. <laughs> it's not a word. It's not. I mean, it's so None of these are words. Like, oh, these are all these pronounced words. You these started are by saying all that this is a podcast. <laughs> podcast. No, I said it. I said it quickly. So anyway, I'm so glad Taylor's here. I'm so glad Jesus thought, you know what? We need to make this happen. So, um, here's the thing. I get back 
the reviews from my family and friends on this quote unquote manuscript. <laughs> can't. Y'all, they were so kind in their rejection. <laughs> they were like, this is awful. Like, they were like, this is so bad. Like, somebody told me, can you start over? Literally said that. Can you start over? And I was like, why would I want to start over? It's incredible. And they were like, mm, maybe, like, maybe you could start with a new idea. Like, it was so awful. Here's what's really sad. I stopped writing. Like, I stopped writing. I completely stopped. I did not finish NaNoWriMo or whatever it is. <laughs> I can't even say it. I quit. But here's where it gets really embarrassing. I had joined the community group here in Houston at the Barbara Bush Library, where you were supposed to go and meet with people in person and, and share your manuscript. And you were going to write together. Like they had like writing workshops and they had all this stuff. And I had to back out of it because my script was so bad or my book or my, whatever it was. My writing was so awful. I had to walk away. Taylor, tell me about something you did that you wrote. Maybe did you ever write songs? Like, I feel like you were a songwriter. <laughs> I, I, I did. So in junior high, uh, I I thought I was a rapper. I thought I was the next big. <laughs> you did not genius. So I rewrote uh, I rewrote uh, a rap song with with my friend. Um, do you? Uh, <laughs> I remember some of the lyrics. <laughs> this will happen right now. Um, you remember uh, "Ride with Me" by Nelly? Of course, Ride I remember. Of course, uh, I remember. I remember some of the words. It was it was all about basketball because we were like in sixth grade, and I wrote it with one of my basketball teammates. We were like. Uh, if you want to come and get schooled by me, you get dunked in your face by my homie. <laughs> That's what we did. Did you have a Band-Aid under your right eye? Did Nelly have did, a Band-Aid under his right eye? kid punched me. <laughs> <laughs> so you were like, I could write Nelly. Like, I, I am the new, ne I am white Nelly. That is what we're you were. <laughs> Taylor. So did people tell you that it was awful? Still less embarrassing than your story. It is less embarrassing than my story. <laughs> Dang it. I was really going to try to milk it and try to get something really bad out of you. But mine is horrific. When your family and friends tell you, like, you know how you watch American Idol, which I know you don't watch, but I'm sure you did one time in your life. Yeah, like, you know, okay. 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years ago when it came out. And you watch American Idol and you see the the prelims, like, you know, the um, like before Hollywood, when they're really doing like the massive city searches and like they go to Nashville and 3,000 people show up and you know what I mean? So when you see these people walk in and they're like, my mom said that I'm just so good at like singing and you're like, oh, okay, this is gonna be awesome. And then they start saying, they're like, my dog. And you're like, wow, you know, and, and they can't hear it. They think they're amazing. And then their mom, they cut to their mom and they're, they're like, my baby. Oh, that's my baby. You know, Taylor, is that what happened to me? <laughs> Except my family was like, you stink. Like, they were like, don't. Do not. Your family did the most loving thing they could possibly do. Dang it. Because uh, encouraging someone and telling them they're good at something that they're not. This is a good point. Is terrible. Because then, think about this. That's true. What if your, your family had all said, this is great. You should, you should send this to everybody. And then you're like, they, they get you up on some stage for some reading and you're doing a reading in front of like all the authors that you named. True. And then you embarrass yourself in front of the public <sighs> instead of somebody saying like, hey, you're not good at this. You're probably actually good at something else. <laughs> oh, Taylor. You don't know what it is. Come, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know when we see it. I think you'd be pretty good at leading one in podcasts. <laughs> You know, you mispronounce one word. You're trying to yeah, do it. one. You've only ever mispronounced one thing. This was the one moment. <laughs> this is it. I'm trying to do a one take. I'm trying to be a one take wonder, but that's fine. Throw me under the bus. One take for sure. Wait. <laughs> Can I tell you what the premise of the book was about? And you could see oh, sure. how awful it was. Yeah. Like I look back now and I'm, I would like to blame it on birth and breastfeeding, even though Zach was like seven. I yeah, blame the children. Yep. <laughs> I do. Even though that had happened long ago, I just want to blame it on hormonal imbalancing. Okay. He's 19. <laughs> right. Zach's like, I have a family and three kids. Like, 
He's like, what are you doing? Let it go, mom. Um, so it was about, this is so stupid. A little boy is on his way and it's very confusing. So that makes sense. There was a, I wanted a station wagon because I always wanted a station wagon. So it takes place in a station wagon and it's a little boy who's on his way to camp. And inside the station wagon, he finds like a bag of, of um, action figures. Cause you know, boys don't have dolls. They have action figures. I know because I have three brothers. So I, I, I learned that you say action figures. And every time he touched an action figure, it would take him to an historical site. <laughs> I, th- I think Will Ferrell made this movie. What? Will Ferrell? I need to look it up. Will no, Ferrell, stop. Will Ferrell did this time travel movie where, like, I don't know. I remember how he got there, but Are he you went to like all the different times. But wait a second, was it with action figures? Um, I don't know, but it didn't start a station wagon. Maybe that was your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. I was like, look, I'm, I'm doing something creative and, and it's going to be about history, but it got really confusing. I got really lost in the weeds of like trying to be so descriptive. Like, I think I had two pages on describing like the foot of one of the action figures, you know, like apparently I was writing, I don't know. It was awful, Taylor. I mean, like it was exhausting to read. So I'm glad that you had your chance as Nellie and that you did actually a pretty good job. That wasn't bad. Like that was cute. I mean, you were in sixth grade. I have bad news for you. <laughs> we're not recording any of it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are recording. <laughs> uh, the Will Ferrell movie, where he goes back in time, it, it, it wasn't action figures, a, a space-time vortex, uh, sucks Will Ferrell and his assistant, Anna Friel, and somebody, and Danny, Manny McBride. Um, it's called Land of the Lost. It came out in 2009. Um even Will Ferrell couldn't save your kind of idea. Uh, it got a, a 26 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> so I feel validated. Yeah. I'm in good company. That's what I learned today. That's great. You know what's going to be great is that we're going to have an incredible guest today who is an actual word artist. She's a spoken word artist, which obviously we're not. So you guys, don't go anywhere. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Hello, and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am with my incredible guest. If you don't know her, you're going to. Her name is Claire McAllen, and she is in Boston, not here in Houston with me, which I'm very sad. But one day, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna say it. I'm going to say it into the world, which I believe we believe this. I'm going to say it and claim it. <laughs> It's going to happen. Claire's going to be in my studio one day because we are meant to be in life friends. Right now, we're currently social media friends, and that's okay. We're about to be virtual friends. Claire, thank you for coming onto the show. It is so great to meet you. I'm so sad you're not here, but thank you for being here virtually. Thank you so much for having me virtually. I love it. I'm so stoked to be here. No, what's so cool is that I've just literally fallen in love with you. And it's fine. I Because I'm saying it out loud, it makes it okay and less creepy. But I watch what you're doing on the internet, which if you're not following Claire right now, you need to. Everything she does is so beyond cool. Like I... I think I'm a cool person. And then I watch Claire and I don't understand any of her stories. I don't understand any of her posts. And I then have to feed myself ice cream and say things like, you can do it. You can be as cool as Claire. Claire, I got to know, have you always come at the world through the eyes that you have? Like, did you one day just wake up and say, I'm done. I'm done doing things inside a box with this color crayon, I'm getting out of the box. Give me purple sparkles. You know what I mean? Or has this been you from the get-go? No, it was a change. Yeah. In like 2017, I changed everything. So not too long ago, it was my senior year of college. And so in another life back pre-2017, I was super involved in politics. I started working down in DC when I was like 15 years old. I was in the congressional offices by the time I was 17. Yeah, I know. But I had a big change in 2017. We had a loss in the family. And so it just made me reprioritize everything. And I was super lost after I graduated that year. I ended up in India for a couple months working with the missionaries of charity. And yeah, found my voice, found out about poetry, moved to New York and decided to pursue it. And that changed everything. (laughs) That's incredible. Here's what's so great. I did not know any of that. 
And I yeah. am sitting here going, that was gold. Like, this is yeah. like, well, we're done, everybody. That, I don't even know how to proceed from there. Yeah. So you went to India. You had your own eat, pray, love kind of journey, it sounds like. Like, wait, if anybody remembers that book, that was a, I mean, and I say that in, in, the, in the kind way of that, this is someone who left America. She went someplace mm-hmm. else. She experienced a different culture. She experienced different mm-hmm. things. More than one, actually. I think she goes to like three places mm-hmm. in that book. I don't read, Claire. So that's great. I'm sure you feel really confident being here as an author. Um, <laughs> and a poet. She's like, what? But is that kind of, I mean, not that you were inspired by that book, but were you just inspired like, okay, I'm going to go to India and I love that you did something in mission work. Like, and if people don't know mm-hmm. who are the mission, like what is the missionary of charity or missions of charity? How, what is yeah, the name actually? The, how do you say that? The missionaries, missionaries of, charity. of charity. That's the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the order that mother Teresa started. So the white saris with the, with blue, the stripes. blue stripes, <laughs> that's how you know. And they're all over the world. You'll see them in your city. They're everywhere. And what did you do? You went and, and how does that work? Do they take people that, I mean, for like weeks at a time, or did you have to make a commitment or were, could you just show up? You just show up. So you could come for one day or you could stay for six months. We stayed for three months, myself and two other American friends, and worked in orphanages. So would you go back to India? Because it's a place I really want to go. And I get some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's the greatest. It's so romantic and beautiful. And then other people are like, "Mm -mm, no, I wouldn't go back. So where are you at, Claire? Yeah. I 100% want to go back. I would go back this Christmas because I went for Christmas, but uh, it's not open right now because of COVID situations and just India was hit really hard, unfortunately. So, um, and the MCs are so much older and there's sanitation. So, but someday I hope to go back. It was the happiest Christmas I've ever had because it was so totally not about me. That is so amazing. So what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. from you is that you now live, I call you a word artist. Is that true? (laughs) Did I make that up or did I read that somewhere? Like, I feel like I couldn't have thought of that. Like, So yeah, the whole phrase is spoken word artist. Mostly what I do is perform my poetry, but word artist is cool. I'm going to start using word (laughs) artist. I like that. Well, because I feel like then you could be Banksy. You could be (laughs) (laughs) a word van. Totally. Like I want you to have a VW like van and I want you to like go to Ventura. I don't know. You live on the East coast, (laughs) but I'm envisioning a whole new life for you. Like I want you to just, I'm a word artist. And I, I do want you to work it. with Basie. Make that dream come true. I have so many dreams with you now, Claire. I'll make it for you, I will make it happen. <laughs> so, okay. So you're a spoken word artist, um, which uh-huh. back in the day, which we all know I'm like 800 years old, we had like um, poetry jam sessions, slam poetry. Yes. We had, mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I don't know if you know the film, um, So I Murdered an Axe Murderer, which I know is a terrible title, but that's Mike Myers. <laughs> it's one of my favorite films. And the film features a lot of poetry. So I don't know if you know that. It's the San Francisco poetry no, I don't. Like, vibe in that film. Okay. Fantastic 90s film. And um, he writes a lot of stuff. Mike Myers does. And he performs it like he performs okay. it in, in the movie more than once. That's so awesome. I think you'd really like get a like whatever. But, you know, when you hear this automatically, I know you're going to shut this down. And that's why I'm presenting it to you, Claire, as a friend. People think berets. They think smoky rooms. <laughs> they think, you know, shot glasses. They think snapping is right. We do is snap. that a thing? Snapping's legit. That's so that's real. not offensive. If if we hear live poetry no. to snap, that's cool. That's what I ask my audience to do because it's a way of affirming what you're hearing and giving feedback without the disruption of a clap or vocalization. So that so there's an actual purpose to this for the snapping. Mm-hmm. The snapping, yes, it encourages a lot of times people snap if you do something really good, but also if you forget your words, if you stutter, people will snap as a way of being like, keep. Going, oh, I love it. So it's just like this all like mm-hmm. encompassing encouragement. Like, oh, that's really cool. Okay, so you yeah. go to New York and. You find poetry? I don't understand because you went to college. You go to India, but you weren't a poetry major. Is right. that is that a thing? I don't know. Okay, no, so I've, tell me about this journey I've, into poetry. I have a business degree. Yeah, I have a business degree. I never got to study writing. So still, like, when I write sometimes, I'm like, I don't know. Like, this could be bad. People could just like me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but when I was in India, I was given some bad water and my delicate American stomach couldn't handle it. Whatever. I got typhoid and I I know (laughs) and I was bedridden for around three weeks total and so they put me in like the one room with the wi-fi someone let me borrow their ipad because I was going to be in there for a long time 
and I found spoken word on YouTube, on Indian YouTube, down a, down a YouTube hole. And it was Deaf Poetry Jam okay. in the 90s. So it's, yeah, yes. yeah, so there you go. Okay. So it's like Kanye West and Alicia Keys before they were even famous. So maybe those early 2000s. Um, performing their work as poetry before it was hit songs. And I totally fell in love with it. And it's just that feeling when you see something and you just have that inkling in you. I think it's intuition. I think it's the Holy Spirit. And it's something telling you like, I feel like I could be really good at this. You know, it's like not how I feel when I see people do cartwheels. When I see people do cartwheels, I'm like, oh, I know for a fact that'll never be me, but it's so cool to watch you. Or I started, I started doing yoga recently and yoga is like my favorite thing ever. Cause I know that I not only am so bad right now, I'm also like totally okay with the fact that I really don't have like a lot of potential <laughs> and that's awesome. You know, it's like a totally freeing experience. Cause you can't see me. You only have shoulders up, but my general like body proportions are that of a Corgi. I'm all torso, no legs, you know, but I have a good attitude, everything about my hair color. I'm just total Corgi. But with poetry, I was like, this is a Corgi sport. You know, this is what I was born for. And so I told myself, I was like, if I make it out of here alive, I'm going to move to New York City and I'm going to try poetry. And so I did. I moved to Brooklyn, Williamsburg, and I started going to the biggest poetry cafe in New York. It's called New Eurekan Poets Cafe. So that's New York and Puerto Rican pushed together. And it's a nine o'clock show every Monday, an open mic night, uh, probably fits about 200 people in there in the audience. And if you want the opportunity to pay $10 to perform, you have to get in line outside at 5 p.m. and wait in line for four hours. No, that's how big of a deal yes, poetry is that, in New York. You have to wait four hours and you pay 10 bucks. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, and you pay. To, so and then after so 25 of you perform and then the person who wins, there's like competitive nights and non-competitive nights. But on a competitive night, the person who wins is given their $10. That's hilarious. <laughs> so did you win, Claire? Did we win? I I came in second. I think that's winning. I think you should get five bucks. It wasn't bad. It was not bad considering how long the people who were in the room with me, that was back when I was doing it as a hobby and they were all like world-class professionals. So it was very, it was like a total honor. To that's incredible. In second to the girl. That's incredible. So how did you find yeah. out about this cafe, by the way? How did, did you just Google? I think I was, you know, in like an intense like, fever here. state in India and I Googled like poetry, New York. Um, and it was awesome. And, you know, to your point yeah. with the berets and stuff, the modern spoken word scene now is way less of that and way more of a like side project. I was going to say it's community. more urban. It's a very urban, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. like, and I think that that's really cool. Like it went from, yeah, if you do watch this Mike Myers film, it's very like, you know, it's very, mm -hmm. oh, what was it? Like beatnik kind of, you know, hippie, yes. whatever. And now, yeah, I totally agree. Uh -huh. now, the, let me tell you about poetry since I'm the expert here. Let me just throw it down. <laughs> what am I doing? But yes, I would agree with you with my non-knowledge <laughs> or expertise, which I'm really good at. But you got it. You got it. But it's very it. urban. <laughs> I validate that. Yes, and Everyone's exactly. like, you have no authority on mm -hmm. this. So, so Claire, here's the cool thing that I really want to hear about. Why would a person leave New York City? Okay. Because if anybody watches the show, which um, I hope they are, or listening, right? We've got listeners as well. <laughs> I'm obsessed with New York City. I'll be there soon. I know that we're, you know, we record, we pre-record. So I don't know when this is going to air, but I go there all <laughs> the time. Why would you leave New York City? I know you're mm -hmm. Boston. I know that it's like, I don't know, maybe you felt like you could write more poetry about the American Revolution. I don't know. So what, <laughs> what made this change? And then I really want to hear about this community you live in, which I know you knew I was going to go there because I find okay. it fascinating. Yes. So I moved out in January, like right before the pandemic. So I was a very lucky girl because... It was right after I'd gone full-time. So I left New York so that I could become a full-time artist, which is crazy, right? Um, but the reality is yeah, it looks expensive. And I was I was struggling. I My first job in New York, I was working retail in Times Square. I got fired from that. So I ended up working as a summer camp counselor at a like, Jewish, Hebrew, Israeli summer camp. I was babysitting. I was dog walking. I was trying to sell my blood, but they made it illegal in New York because everyone's broke. So everyone's <laughs> trying to sell their blood. <laughs> That's true. You can sell your blood most other places, but in New York, they're on to us. <laughs> I was so okay. broke. I mean, to the point where like, I just was just like, it was, it was causing mm. me such like mental and emotional distress of like always 
not knowing if I had enough to like get food. I couldn't, I couldn't make friends because I couldn't afford the train fare to get to Manhattan. You know, I just could not keep up with the rent and the cost of living and everything. So I'm living in New York, but I can't go see Broadway shows. I can't go shopping. I can't go to these restaurants. I wasn't getting the New York experience. I was just working to the point of not having enough energy for my actual art. So in January, I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave New York because I'm going to start traveling full time for my poetry. And then the world was like, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> and Guess then, again, you're wrong. Because <laughs> the first thing oh, to get geez. taken away, right, is group gatherings, <laughs> right. which is what my shows require, and like the arts. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> I, I did not see it going that way in my mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, okay. Um, so I thought, it, you know, like everyone, I thought COVID was going to be like a little bit of like a fun <laughs> right. little two week break from life how's that going how's those two weeks so i (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i stayed in a family friend's cabin for like two weeks that turned into three months and then it was like okay this is probably gonna last a little while i'm not booking any shows and who knows when i'll be able to book shows again because we literally aren't allowed to gather so um last september maybe I moved in um, and became a living assistant to a young woman with autism. And I had to kind of have to put the art on the back burner for a little while just to have housing and make a living. But recently as things reopened, I was able to go back into this. So I'm traveling, I'm doing shows again now, I'm putting out books. Uh, But as far as living goes, last February, our Sunday visitor announced their next uh, innovation challenge. And I said to my friend, I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if we could enter and like build an art residency for Catholic artists? And we're like, yeah, let's just throw in an application. So we threw in an application with <laughs> with nothing planned. That's literally it. We just like emailed OSV, like art residency, question mark, winky face, winky face, winky face. And at that same time, we approached our parish priest here in the north end of Boston, which is Little Italy here. And we were like, do you have any extra space? And he told us about the space and we spent all spring renovating it. And we started moving artisans in June, which is crazy because in like February or March, we were like art residency question mark. And then by June we have seven artists living here. And now we're in our second cohort. Yes. They come and they live for three months and we're in our second, finishing up our second cohort. Like next week, we'll take a winter sabbatical and bring in new artists in March. So there's seven bedrooms, two bathrooms, um, an oven with only three <laughs> knobs that's tricky <laughs> that's tricky that's a huge upgrade we used to only have one knob and the trick is you have to pull the knob off and put it on the other how many artists does it take to cook ramen <laughs> oh my gosh it is just so wait like, do you get to permanently stay are you a place- permanent good for you claire that's yeah, smart you're like listen the- everybody else you get three months Thank you. i'm staying i come with the knobs <laughs> listen i painted every single wall in this house there's only one person who that's not true myself and my two friends who i started it with who also live here we're the ones that are going to bear the weight of the mold poisoning from when we were stripping it from the walls so we get to live here I'm with you again i validate everything that you're saying yes so you have a book Thank you. and i want i want you to tell tell me about it like because yes. it looks so rad and I'm glad that you brought a big Thank one you. so everyone so, who's watching can see. <laughs> okay. So I already told Liv and my plan. I talked to my team and authenticity is going to be the word of the day. Just own it. I got my copies of my book yesterday and unfortunately they are so <laughs> large. It's bigger than my head, <laughs> which is great because you can see our beautiful cover art here. That is of cool. The Holy family yeah. on a street corner. Which that that cover art really um, captures, I yeah, guess, the ethos totally cool. of the entire book. So we're taking stories from the nativity story and modernizing them. And I asked myself the question of who isn't being allowed to see themselves in the nativity story? Who isn't seeing themselves in the Marian role or St. Joseph or even the child Jesus? And the answer for me was a lot of people who I love who mm. are not getting their stories told. So that is friends who are struggling with infertility um people who were raised by their grandma so they don't see themselves in there people who are lost and lonely during the holidays uh post-abortive mothers how does it feel Mm. for them to be seeing this imagery everywhere so just those people who have a hard time during the holidays which is actually most (laughs) people 
Yeah, it's the majority, you know, not the minority. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And especially after these COVID years and heading into probably another hard winter, um, what about stories of people where you don't have your health this Christmas? What if you don't have your family this Christmas? Um, so it's not, I, I wanted to include an element of hope, you know, which there definitely is. Um, but just allowing people to see themselves in these characters. That's awesome. Stories. So this is mm-hmm. coming out. It's already out now, right? I mean, people can, it, whenever out. this yeah. is airing, you can buy it. <laughs> like, it's already available to yes. buy. And even though it's called Mangers yeah. and it's focused on mm-hmm. quote unquote, the nativity Christmas story, I would think it would be applicable mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. that somebody wanted to read. Anyone. You could read yeah. it anytime. And also this is a great Christmas gift to give to a friend who doesn't like isn't sure. part of the church anymore even someone who isn't christian these stories like yeah you're watching it through the lens of like the nativity story but in a really loose way you could know nothing about the nativity story you could not believe in god not believe in jesus you'll and relate you'll still to get it something out of these i stories. think that's really beautiful mm-hmm. i think that's mm-hmm. super cool and so for those of you yeah, who are not you. actually watching and you're only listening you'll have to check it out mangers by claire mc Alan, yeah. and we will have like links and things because what do we do on this planet without a link? You know what I mean? I don't know what we do. Claire, where can people find you? You know, I know you're going to come back, but you yeah. know, just as they're listening to this piece, where can they find you on the internet regardless? Because she is going to come back, everybody. You don't want to leave because we're going to play a fun game, but I want to get, I want to get all the business out of the way. What's the business? Of course. So you can find me. I'm most active on Instagram as a millennial. I have not made the jump to TikTok. I know I have to, but I'm resisting it really hard. You can find me on Instagram like an old, old millennial uh, at Claire underscore McCallum. Yeah, that's why they invented reels for those of us that are like, okay, fine. Yeah. (laughs) <sighs> I know that's exactly how I feel. And I send it to my friends who have TikTok and they're like, I already saw it. And I'm like, well, I don't have space on my I phone can't. for another app. And they're gonna so, come up with something else anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the rest of my stuff is on ClaireMcCallan.com. So it's pretty easy to find. You just put my name in Google Perfect. and I show up. So we're gonna come back and Claire and I, since she is Banksy of words, um, and anybody who doesn't know who Banksy is, you need to definitely Google that. <laughs> We're going to play a game and and Taylor's going to hop on and help us. So don't go anywhere, you guys. You're watching and listening to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I am here with Claire, the spoken word artist of Boston. The and as far as I'm concerned, the only one in Boston, Claire is um it has not only done spoken word as in like she stands up and reads poetry, you guys like she performs. You can book her for performances, but she also has a book that's out right now. And even though it's the end of December, I want you to get this book for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's called Mangers. Don't let that fool you, okay? It's not just a Christmas book. We already went through this, but I'm going to say it again. You can get it for the new year. You can get it for Epiphany, okay? Did you see that coming? Little Christmas, you can get it for that. You can get it because, blame it on the shipping, because we're in a pandemic and nobody's getting things like toilet paper. So Mangers was just backlogged. This is a belated Christmas present. You're welcome. So the whole thing is you need to get this book. Claire is worth it. And this book is not just a Christmas book, okay? So that's what I wanted to say. I'm sorry, Claire. I didn't mean to get on my soapbox about your book, but I just wanted to um, emphasize that it's really fantastic. Okay. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to bring Taylor on. Everyone brace yourself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's everyone's favorite time. It's play a game with Taylor Schroll, and we are going to play the age-old game of Mad Libs. But this is the twist, okay, everybody? You know what Mad Libs are. You give, like, parts of speech, and then you're going to read the story and whatever. So here's what's going to happen. Taylor Swift, who is, I would say, one of the founders of our country, has... (laughs) The whole reason why you're living in Boston, because you believe in the founding of our country. (laughs) And that involves The founding principles of President Taylor Swift, Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Taylor Swift, okay? She released an album last week, and we are, we are filming this the week after that. So we are filming in November. We pre-record this show. Wow. Okay, everybody. So anyway. <laughs> so just deal with it, okay? I get it. It already happened, but you, Taylor Swift doesn't age. She's classic, okay? So mm-hmm. even though this just happened, this changed our lives because Taylor does that to our country. Okay, everyone? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think about it. We're talking about T-Swift, not T-Shroll. This is the nicest you've ever It is the nicest I've ever spoken about you. You are a founding father of so many things. So here is the thing. Taylor Shroll, yeah, this does get confusing, (laughs) is going to lead us in this Mad Lib. And the Mad Lib that we're using is, uh, is one of the new songs. I think we have a new song from Taylor Swift, and we might have an old one in there for Claire. She's going to blow our minds, blow our minds with her poetry, which just means she's giving nouns and verbs. <laughs> Make it count, Claire. This is how many books yeah, we're going to sell today. It's going to come out of this. You can't let me know. You can't let me know which songs we're using because I have know all of the words. We're not. I'm going to try. Not, I'm going to try really hard not to guess. No, it. Taylor's just going to say <laughs> okay. things like noun, verb. Okay, that might be enough for me. For a Swifty <laughs> like me, that might be enough. You're like, I know this one. You can't ask me any follow-up questions on like okay, noun or deal. adverb because like I don't know what an okay. adverb is. So. <laughs> no, me neither. No, for sure. <laughs> this is already going to be fantastic. Okay, Taylor, Shroll, take it away with T Swift okay. and Claire. Uh, well, well, we're gonna do both at the same time. Oh, okay. So, okay. Ooh. So, uh, our guest is first. So every time I ask for something, I'll say like noun. it means Claire. So Claire's gonna answer, and then you'll answer. We're and gonna, then we're me. We're gonna work through this. So. Okay. To test it out, we need our first one. Uh, so Claire and then Liv. I need a okay. noun from both of you. Noun. Person, place, or thing, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with brick. I'm looking at bricks. Brick. All right. And Liv? Africa. Africa. <laughs> good. Very good. Um, I uh, uh, From both of you, I need another noun. Another noun. Sneaker. Sneaker. You're just finding out what's in my room. What I have in my life. <laughs> Rick, you're just picking up things around the room and saying that you love them. <laughs> I'm going to say Taylor Schroll. Taylor Ooh. He's also in my room. Oh, this better. room. Wait, that's... <laughs> you keep saying stuff like this, and it's going to get both of us in trouble. Um, I'm canceled. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, on a similar thing, you, you were right. It was person, place, or noun. But now I need specifically a person from the both of you. Oh, okay. Um, uh, these are all political figures, and I don't want to take it down that route. Um, <laughs> there are political ta- figures in your room? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not talking about getting canceled. We're going to go with Post Malone. Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go with Pete Davidson because I finally oh, remembered his name. I forgot it earlier it? today. <laughs> we just listed off both of my crushes. We'll circle back to that later. Don't tell my parents. You're not wrong. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> Something about that face tat on post that I'm kind of like, okay, hundred percent. Okay. I know. All right, from both of you, I need a. I need well from from Claire. I need a time, and from mm-hmm. Liv, I need a day of the week. Okay. Um, I will go with eleven eleven. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna go with Friday. <laughs> Ooh, I hate, that, but I hate it. I hate it so much. Okay, that's why I did it. Um, I need another noun from the both of you. Okay. Okay. Uh, face mask. These are truly the things in my room. The face mask. I love it. Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> High five, Claire. I'm going to go with snow globe, which late. is, it's not that late. It's not that late. <laughs> we use that joke a lot. That's, That's a good joke. It's the first time I've heard it. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> All right. I need a verb from the both of you. Okay. What would I like to be doing with Post Malone? Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I apologize. You can reading that. poetry. <laughs> reading poetry is great. We're gonna say reading. Reading, reading. with Post. <laughs> okay. Skipping. Skipping. Because uh, I, I hope it's Taylor doing it in this. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> okay. Um. 
Uh, Claire, I need a pronoun. Uh, I need a pronoun from the both of you. Careful. <laughs> so just um, in case anyone in the audience needs to be reminded, a pronoun. <laughs> that's like that's she, like, he, it, right? She, he, oh, because your pronouns. Because they're in the news. They. She, yes, yes. Um, she, she, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the stage back and post. It's going to be about me now. She, okay. Okay. I'm going to say oh, they, that could also be, oh, anyway, Liz, your turn. I'm going to say they, they to make it very 2021. Okay. Um, uh, Claire, I need a place. Um, I want to go to post with, oh, 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 Dollywood. He would probably get married there. Um, I will go with Yosemite. Uh, might know how to spell that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. I need Put a, California. I don't know. I need a person from both of you. Another person. Post Malone's grandma. <laughs> family affair. Meeting the family. Got it. That makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Olivia. Uh, Paula Dean, <laughs> someone who's gotten canceled. Great, <laughs> great, great. Paul Ladeen, and I'm like, who is that? <laughs> Actually, you should write Paul Ladeen. Paul Ladeen. Paul Ladeen. You guys know Paul. <laughs> okay, we're, That's getting, funny. we're getting close to the end. Everybody already forgot uh, Paul Ladeen. Okay. okay, go ahead. I'm going to do, do three at a time for all of you, because we're, okay. we're, we're mixing okay. yeah. Claire, I need a verb ending in ing, another noun, okay. and a speed. Canceling, <laughs> um, a noun, uh, flower, uh, stupendously. That's a speed. That's not a speed. <laughs> stupendously quickly, <laughs> guys. You should really buy my book. Fastly. Fastly. Okay. All right, Olivia. Quick one. Everyone, Christmas is over. So is mangers. I'm kidding. <laughs> By two. Obviously, Claire needs our help. Okay, you're you're helping. So this is a sponsor so program. Help. I'm begging you to send me back to school. Sponsor an art student. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. We're starting a GoFundMe for the new year. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Liv, I yeah. Need, I need a number, another pronoun, and a distance. Okay, my number is thirteen. My pronoun is us. Is that a pronoun? I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All my parents with their money back for college. And um, a distance is in a galaxy far, far away. Ooh. Or a thousand going? feet. Yeah, we're going to do a thousand feet. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. All right. Uh, we've got a few more. Uh, Claire, I need a time, yeah. an uh -huh. emotional verb, like cry or laugh. Um, a okay. time, an emotional verb, and another noun. Okay. Can the time be like, just can I just say like right now? Uh, yes. Okay, right now. An emotional verb, um, sobbing, <laughs> and another noun is going to be hot water bottle. Again, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I love my hot water like, bottle. It holds hot water, or the <laughs> bottle is hot, like it's pleasant to look at. <laughs> it, <laughs> it actually does have a little bit of a shape to it, but <laughs> it's it's warm. It's warm from before our heating turned on here in Boston. Oh, jeez. All right, we've got. But a now couple, it's giving me the eye. A couple more. Uh, live. I need a person, an adverb, and weather. Adverb. Is that like was running? <laughs> I don't, just, just pick something that you think an adverb is, and we'll see if it fits. Okay, great. <laughs> so many things. Okay, wait. wait person. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Justin. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna say was. <laughs> know what adverb is <laughs> what's the last one uh weather <laughs> weather sunny s-u-n-n-y by the way the worst segment i've ever done on my show is <laughs> doing mad lips <laughs> So what happens. Um, oh my god this is terrible i know claire it's hard claire. no one's gonna hire us yes. for anything I know, this is oh, it's funny people like i was the worst segment i've ever done but people liked it because it was such a train wreck they love watching me through it um, so okay um yeah. claire last three last three yeah we're hoping so. this pays off okay uh, an exclamation a proper noun and a verb Okay. Um, exclamation is going to be oy vey. Oy vey. See, I told you I worked at the Jewish summer camp for a little while. That's funny. So we will go with um, Claire McCallan. Oh, yeah. Be in it. Yeah. Claire McCallan. 
Mm-hmm. So you end up with Post Malone. Yeah, this makes sense. Yes, yeah, so I end up. That's, this is all. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to have so many ulterior motivations for this. I, I appreciate them. And a, and a what? <laughs> and a verb. That's the last word. And a verb. Um, uh, marry. Marrying. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I love yours. We're just sending this to post. Yeah, I'm ready. Liv, your last three, a facial expression. Oh, okay. Don't, don't do it. Tell <laughs> me a facial expression. I did it. <laughs> Surprised. Surprise. That's always my facial expression. Okay. A period of time. Short. Is that a period of time? Uh, we'll find Or it. does that mean like we'll Roman? It. it doesn't matter at this point. <laughs> like Roman verb, time? Verb ending in Retro ED. Roman. ED? Careful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I can only think of things that are way too late. Um, ED. Mm. Verb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I was going to say rund. That's not a word. Well, I'm, we're using it. Okay. Rund. Yep, rund. 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 Rund is good. Because everything else I was thinking... We can't. Okay, so Taylor is going to perform these. He's going to actually sing them. Mine is a Maroon 5 song. Yours is a Taylor Swift song. And when he performs as either Adam or Taylor Swift, what are you going to do, Taylor? We're ready. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to perform these. Y'all wrote these songs. Y'all are the songwriters, just like right. Claire's the writer. Claire's uh, the writer. But, I, but I'm going to be the performer this time. Are you okay. ready for this? Yeah, but if you're doing T-Switch, remember what you have to do? I, I, I'm not stupid. <laughs> yep, I remember. I remember. I know how to. I know how to do this okay, stuff. we're ready. Claire's ready. All right, this is Liv's version of "She Will Be Loved" by Maroon Five. So, who am I in this category? <laughs> I'm the pretty man. Okay. Oh, are you coming over? Where are you going? Oh. All right, you ready for this, Liv? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Beauty Africa of only thirteen. Us had some trouble with herself. <laughs> He was always Yosemite to help her, but she belonged to Pete Davidson. I drove for a thousand feet miles and wound up at Justin Timberlake's door. Yes. I've had you so was times, but somehow I skipped more. I don't mind spending every Friday out on your Taylor stroll in the pouring sun. <laughs> Look at the snow globe with the broken surprise and ask they if she wants to stay short and she will be run and Paula Dean will be loved. Paula Dean's making a comeback in 2022. That's what I heard. Welcome back, Paula. Welcome back. Everybody deserves a second chance. So oh my God. That was awesome. Okay. Wow. Well, Adam Levine, if you're ever looking for a um, stand-in, this is not where you could find it. Uh, <laughs> but Taylor Swift, if you're watching, which we know you are, and if you're not, guys, if you're just listening on the radio, you need to change that. You need to go to YouTube and you need to watch this because Taylor Schroll is now Taylor Swift. Take it away, Taylor. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> he has a blonde wig. <laughs> All right. I actually sang this song, the real song, to my girlfriend. and I. So this is an old T-Swift. I would just like okay. to say yeah. that uh, Taylor was born in 1989 and so was Taylor. So we're, really? the same. we're the same person. You are the same. And I'll prove it right now. It's my... <laughs> Vocal rendition that Claire rewrote for the Red Album called Our Song by Claire McCallum. Our brick is the canceling screen door, sneaking out at 11-11, tapping on your flower when we're on the sneaker and Post Malone. Talks real fastly, cause it's right now and you're Post Malone's grandma. Don't know our, our face mask is the way, sobbing. The first, I, felt, I, felt, I lost the tune. The first hot water bottle. Man, I didn't read her. And I should have. And I should have. And when she got Dollywood, for I said, oh, they asking Claire McCallan if he could marry it again. Jeez. My face hurts. 
<laughs> that was terrible. Claire, uh, thanks any, for coming. Any record labels that want to reach out, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> All of us lost our jobs at the end of 2021 because of this show. So I'm sorry, everybody, that you chose to tune in for that. But um, you know what's great, Claire? 2022 is on the cusp. It's about to happen. I really mean this. I hope you have a fantastic 2022. And I hope I get to actually meet you in real life then. <laughs> Likewise. I, I have all the Oh, I do. Life. I do. Friend, thank you so much for being here today. It has been awesome. We'll see you soon. Guys, don't go anywhere. All right? You're listening to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, thank you so much for tuning into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I hope that you go into this new year refreshed and hopeful and excited about all the things that 2022 is going to hold for all of us. It's been a tough couple of years, you guys. 2021 was rough. 2020 was, we're not even gonna talk about it, but 2021 was rough for a lot of us. So I want you to know, I see you, I hear you, that's fine. But what we're going to do is we're gonna transition. We're going to we're going to shake it off because we were doing Taylor Swift. We're gonna shake it off and we're gonna, we're gonna run towards this new year like a Maroon 5 album, okay, everybody? <laughs> Which I'm praying happens this year. So I want you to know you're in my prayers, you're in my thoughts. I really appreciate you starting this last year with me in the middle of the year starting this crazy project of a late night show in my garage. You guys have been here. I'm excited for all the new content, all the new things that me and everyone at this incredible team are doing. Taylor, who is wearing a wig, that alone should get you through the new year. Shake it off. And with that, that was the last episode ever of It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. This was a series finale instead of a season finale. You guys, come back in the new year. I promise we'll have great stuff. Until then, do not forget to be extraordinary with all my love. Mwah. Have a good one. Be safe, you guys. Bye. Bye.